On the podcast today, we are going to dissect the 11th chapter of the Tao Te Ching, which makes up the 11th episode of the 81 meditations on the Tao Te Ching. And as usual, we will use the Jafu Feng and Jane English translation and Derek Lin's translation. And so let's get into it. Yeah, so chapter 11. 30 spokes share the wheel's hub. It is the center hole that makes it useful. Shape the clay into a vessel. It is the space within that makes it useful. Cut doors and windows for a room. It is the holes that makes it useful. Therefore, profit comes from what's there. Usefulness comes from what is not there. Okay, and Derek's translation is, 30 spokes join in one hub. In its emptiness, there is the function of a vehicle. Mix clay to create a container. In its emptiness, there is the function of a container. Cut open doors and windows to create a room. In its emptiness, there is the function of a room. Therefore, that which exists is used to create benefit. That which is empty is used to create functionality. And so both are very similar Mm. uh, and almost exactly, well, they are exactly the same in some sense, aren't they? So... First of all, a bit of housekeeping. At the start of the chapter, it mentions 30 spokes. Now, a lot of people will say, well, why 30? This is more of a, a, a cultural thing of the time back in the Warring States period uh, where you would have a, a wheelwright, so a, a, a craftsman who makes wheels, would they were limited with the materials they could use, so they only really had wood. And so uh, more spokes were needed to create a strong wheel right like so they didn't have the i mean they didn't have the access of materials that we do have today so that's why 30 is significant in that part so it doesn't really have any sort of philosophical like significance you could say but it's it's more of a cultural significance but the 30 spokes is sort of what gives it uh, great stability around the hub so in this chapter again we're coming back to the kind of Taoist emphasis on meontology, so meaning uh, nothingness and emptiness, uh, which is what Taoism is kind of based on. And so, again, we have Lao Tzu sort of reorienting our focus back to emptiness as being essential rather than yes. the physical world. Yes. Right? Again, here it says that it is the center hole that makes it useful. And in that translation, he says uh, as a functionality. Yeah, it gives right? functionality. functionality. Yeah. Yep. yeah, let's imagine if there is was no um, hole. Yeah. Then I get, you can make a wheel, but the wheel ends up... It's going to collapse in on yeah, itself. Yeah, collab- collapse and it won't be um, yeah, stable at all. That's no. why it'll just collapse in no time, right? So yep. that, yeah, that little small, but that little space is what holds... Uh, that huge weight, whatever comes on top of the wheel, right? Yep. And that that uh, comes from that small hole in the wheel. Yep. So how important it is. Exactly. Mm. And it's all, the hub and the, the the hub and the spokes or the wheel is like a one of the best analogies that both Lao Tzu and Zhuangzi use because when we look at the Taoist metaphysics. Uh, the origin of the universe is stillness or nothingness, right? Is complete emptiness. Uh, and so you have, that's Uchi, which is Tao and stillness. And then when we have the universe or the, the what we are now, uh, which is the movement out of 
stillness is that is tai chi mm. which is dao in motion yeah. which is where yin and yang the two polarities develop and then we, then we have this world that we have now right yes. and so that kind of speaks to kind of this this two-sided nature of the world where we have emptiness and we have substance mm. you know so or, or physical world and the non-physical world yes you know so which speaks to the metaphysics right and yes. so and again this is more so in some sense it, 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 it's about like what i just said it's about the sort of the metaphysics of the universe but it's also about how on a microcosmic level as you were saying before with the strength of the hub with this emptiness is yeah. that that's kind of a metaphor for our mind mm. you know what i mean if we're mm. full of a lot of crap yeah then we're easily emotional we're yes. easily mm. agitated where if we're empty yeah. we have the strength of the wheel yes again i think the center hole this center meaning is i think it takes important part because uh, like you just mentioned in ourselves the center has to have that space right yeah to hold emotion intact and your mind and thoughts intact, right? Mm. So that the center hold is very important. Yet, again, the being and non-being, the discussion of being and non-being, isn't it? That, uh, as you mentioned earlier, that whole empty space, that empty, let's say, empty universe, that it looks like empty, yeah, it, it is empty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it looks like there is nothing. Mm. But within that nothingness, there is something, uh, the movement of energy, which is completely invisible. Mm. And then from that movement of energy, uh, 10,000 things were born, right? Yeah. That's the whole premises of, um, of Tao Te Ching, isn't it? That's the Tao. Yeah, that is the Tao, yes, yeah. yes, that's right. Uh, again, like here, uh, in Taoism, it's not about to neglect that existential world itself. It's just acknowledge what's uh, what's not visible. Yes. It, appreciating that non-being world, right, which is uh, easily being neglected by a lot of people. Yes. Right. People only, let's say, for example, the house. Outside of uh, house, the look of the house, the design and all nice, nice looking and um, beautiful uh, looking house is important. But what's really valuable and what's really useful is that space within the house, right? So I find it kind of funny that more room, more the bigger the house is, more expensive it is, yeah. right? <laughs> the bigger the house is, the more the space you have within the house, we yep. value more, yep. right? Yep. The same thing. Same thing, yeah. And again, I find it same thing in the music. If there was only one tone of sound, there is no chance there is such thing as music, right? The only reason reason that music uh, come to existence is only because there is a space between the tone. Mm. In the musical term, we call it interval. Yeah. There is interval between the tone, between the pitch, yep. right? That's why how music exists. Yes. That's why uh, whatever you listen to sounds beautiful. Whatever you listen to doesn't sound very good because that's the functionality of space within the pitch in the music. Yes. Mm. And that's why, similar to what you're saying, is that in Hinduism, how you have Om, right? So you have, you know, we only ever really think about the three sounds of A-U-M. Yeah. But it's the fourth sound or syllable or whatever you want to say that is where the magic happens. It's the silence after the om before it begins again. 
And so that's kind of more of the esoteric elements of, of chanting Om, understanding those sort of those four, which represent the four states of consciousness, right? Yes. Like, and so it's the space, the emptiness, the silence that contains the energy, the power. That's where you have, in some sense, great strength comes from. You know, we've mentioned in previous one previous episodes of the Tao Te Ching about the bellows, the valley spirit, the soft, the yin, the the humble, and always the the low places or the empty is where the the power emanates from. But as you said, we live in a world where what you see is what you get, and so we think that what do you mean the emptiness in a cup has the power? It's the cup, and it's like but. If there's no, I mean, you could logically probably, you know, explain it to people, but they probably, I mean, Taoism is one of those things that if you don't sort of have an aptitude to understand mm. the deeper essence of it, I think that it, it gets kind of lost on a lot of people because yes. Lao Tzu and Zhuangzi are, are trying to point out, as you were saying, that it's not what you see is what you get. Mm. There's a uselessness and emptiness that you, and uselessness here in, in a positive term, that you are neglecting that actually gives the physical world its significance and its functionality. So, you know, the cup is, like you said, with the house, right? Like it's, you know, I mean, it's the space within the house. It's not the walls of the house that give no. the house meaning. Sure, you need the walls, but it's the space within the house, which is what you yearn for, which is where your family can play and you can interact and, well, a wall and outside the shell of the house makes the house come to existence, right? Yeah. But the functionality of house is the space. It's a space, yeah. yeah. Without yeah. the space... Uh, it's, a block. Know, it's, just <laughs> it's a block. It's a block. It has no use. There's no use. So, and again, this goes back to, to you know, Zhuangzi always been like, focused on uselessness, right? Like, and the useless tree analogy where... You know, they all would look at the useless tree where all of the branches and that are contorted and, you know, splintered and it, it, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere, you know. And so in the, in the useless tree story, the, the craftsman and that would come and say, what's the point of this tree? You know, like you can't use it. It just stands here. It just here. stands here. Mm. But then what does it do? It, it gives great shade to the horses. People always rest under it. Uh, and so in the uselessness of it, it actually brings uh nourishment yes. to the world yes. and that's kind of an analogy for a Taoist sage right yes. like and it also is an analogy for longevity yes so in in being useful like if you're a straight and narrow tree or a straight and thick tree you have a lot of usefulness for and so you're cut down in your prime you don't have the aid you don't have the time to to grow into longevity and so this is it means a lot also to us for longevity and you know, our, our spiritual cultivation yes. on our way to becoming a sage, so to speak. So, yeah, again, in the useful, uh, useless uh, tree story, yeah. that um, that tree was standing in the spot where it was growing, yeah. where it was planted, yeah. and it just grew itself in its own nature, hmm. and no, didn't get altered. By in whichever way, it just uh, became the the seed, the genetic makeup. Basically, yeah, 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 right, right, it yeah. just became what it was, yeah. and it, it grew as what it was. Yes, 
and from being its its own nature, mm. being itself, mm. didn't get um, cut down or anything like that. But because of its um, yeah curviness and mm. it, it has interesting shape that you can't cut and use it for any craftsman any, yeah, craftsmanship yeah. and things like that. Yeah. yeah, so that it didn't get cut down in the end. So that in the end, being the tree itself, innate through innate nature became very useful and important tree for everyone else to uh, take a rest under. Yeah, mm. and that's a great metaphor, love, for, yeah. for all of us. Like mm. when we find that emptiness and we allow nature to run its course, then our so-called functionality and usefulness becomes pre prevalent. Yeah. You know, maybe through our lee, through our organic pattern. But it's, that's the nature of what, of what Taoism is saying. Instead of like trying to be useful revert back to the hub of the wheel yes and and reside in the hub of the wheel which then will give your life great stability which then will uh, you will be like a wheel then which will the function of you will become prevalent exactly. whatever that function is supposed to be again the problem nowadays is that we because of socialization and education conditioning we try very hard to become useful mm since at a very young age i think mm. so that now going back to the center and try to m create that emptiness mm. within ourselves that is a kind of a great work yeah of course mm. well you are empty yeah naturally you know the socialization has filled your cup up and so your cup is overflowing, yeah. usually by the time we're in our 20s, right? Our cup is overflowing with identity, with uh, thoughts and beliefs about how we think the world is. And Lao Tzu and Zhuangzi are, are saying that we should be emptying that cup out. You should be re returning to your original face. You should be the, 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 empty, the empty hub. Exactly. You come back to your center, you know? Yeah, yeah. And as, as Zhuangzi says, like when you come back to the, the still point of the Tao in the center... You can see the infinite in all things. That's when you start to see the world as it truly is, mm. as opposed to being identified with the spokes of the wheel and you're blah, 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 <laughs> like this, you know yes, what I mean? Yes. Mm. So that's why, like, in that first, uh, the first couple of lines, like, the, you can almost, this, this idea of wheel is prevalent in, and emptiness is prevalent in Eastern thought, right? As, especially when we relate Taoism and Buddhism. You know, you have in the Buddhist concept of shunyata, which, you know, the material world is an illusion and um, it's empty in its, in its true nature. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, and also with the wheel, like you have the concept of samsara. So mm -hmm. you have the differences, even with the concept of samsara, right, there's the differences between uh, substance and emptiness, right? Like you're going through this whole process of, you know, life, death, rebirth, life, death, rebirth. Yes. So... And obviously the, the, the point of samsara in Buddhism is to come back to the, the center, the empty hub, mm -hmm. so that the wheel, you don't, you know, you, you kind of, in some sense, see, stop the functionality of the wheel. Yes, you so know. finally you stop that wheel. You stop that wheel in motion, right? Yes, like, yes. Um, Because you're not identifying with the substance anymore, mm. you know, like the, 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 the full cup. Yes. You know, not just the substance as a physical body, but the, su mm. the substances we acquire that through socialization so which are objects right they're objects of mind yes so mm. so the concept of being a korean or an australian or yeah. this these are all 
conceptual objects that we accumulate mm. that fill our cup up and then we begin to behave from those perspectives yes. which keep us coming back life after life after life. Mm. But you should be pouring that cup out. And yeah, that's right. The place where you don't uh, recognize that gratefulness from having the space is from having the perspective of looking at the cup full of liquid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you said. That cup with full of liquid itself is a kind of natural state. Yeah. You you think it that way, but you no longer appreciate the space in the cup. But yeah, if you empty that cup, they finally see the space within it, and that's what actually gives life to the cup. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's right. So from the Taoist perspective, like the, that sort of voidness or emptiness, it kind of frees you to create true like meaning and functionality in your life you know which you couldn't have came you couldn't have came to that conclusion with a full cup you know so like it's not it's not possible because you've got all those conceptual artificial linguistic conventions in your mind and this and that that actually eclipse the real reality that you experience and so in some sense the Tao cannot make use of you because you're a full cup yes and as within the Tao the Qing and the Zhuangzi as both Lao Tzu and Zhuangzi so harp on about is that the Tao gravitates towards emptiness. Mm. That that may sound metaphysical, mm. but that's kind of how it is. The Tao gravitates towards emptiness. They speak about this also in Hinduism, where virtue, virtue in in the context of Dharma here, gravitates towards an empty mind. So, and that's one of the points of Tao's cultivation is or practice is that the Tao can only make use of you when you have an empty mind or an empty heart. And so that's, it gravitates towards that because you know why? The Tao's real nature is empty, you know, so. It sounds a lot like a Taoist um, physics. Yeah, it is uh, the Taoist physics. Yeah. Da, Taoistic physics, yeah. like yeah. almost like a physical science. Yeah. That's, yeah. Tao. Well, I would say Taoist metaphysics, but it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Tao attracted to the empty space. Yes. So that's where Tao, Tao goes. Yes, where, that's where, that's where the way it. flows. Flows, yeah. Right. Mm. That's how the Tao makes use of you. Yes. And that's why a lot of people don't ex- don't have a have a experience of the Tao in their life mm. because their cup is full. Their mind cup is full. Mm. They have beliefs, projections, opinions, and this and that. And so when you mention to them the Tao, they're like, that's all like, woo-woo stuff that mm. Chinese people practice back in the day. It's like, is it? Is it? But uh, only that way that, that whatever the object cup can function as a cup, mm. for example, but then as an individual, when we, only when we empty out our heart and mind and thoughts, thou can make use of you. Yep. The only that way you can, your innate nature can come true finally yes. in reality. Yeah. And as you mentioned earlier, only that way you can see the reality truly as it is as well. Exactly. Mm. Well, that's a very important point. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's, that's the crux of Taoist meditation and practice and everything. Yes. Because if you, if you are seeing the world as this and that, as Zhuangzi would say, the Tao can't make use of you. And you won't see the, the infinite in all things because you'll see all you'll see is 
a artificial linguistic framework that you've been cultivated with, yes. socialized with, that's what you see. Mm. That's, oh, I know that's like that, that's like this, and it's like, but that's not actually the Tao. You can't see the reality then in its actual whole nature. Yes. And it is one, you know. But the fact is, the fact of the matter is, as we always mention the prism, the Pink Floyd, you know, cover is where we're identifying with the, the seven colors yes. as opposed to seeing the world in its just as purity. Uh, so, you know, the whole idea, you know, not just in Taoism and Buddhism and Hinduism as well, simplistically to, to say is we have to kind of downregulate that way of seeing the world and its dualistic framework that has been actually inculcated within us. It's not natural to us. Yes, we haven't been exposed to the knowledge of Taoism, for example, or mm. Eastern traditional knowledge itself in general. Yep. So, and again, because of our environment, immediate environment and society and um, the conventional education, we unconsciously internalize all these uh, social values mm. and morals and things like that, right? So almost now, when we understand and when we get to a certain age to see the nature of reality mm. someone oh, hold up like there's something wrong here like yep. this sort of yep. you you detect these things then it's time to kind of almost you need to re-educate yourself from very beginning isn't it yep. you need to undo everything exactly exactly it's a great undoing mm. it's a great undoing it's like one of the the ideas of the Cook Ding story, right? With uh, when Cook Ding is is effortlessly cutting up the ox. One of the esoteric understandings of that is that Cook Ding unlocks the the ox ox's nature, undoes the ox's nature, and then the ox then can provide nourishment to the world. You see, this is one of the esoteric elements of that, and so. We, what we like, I like what you said because what we are doing essentially is we're going through our own personal great undoing. We are like the ox. Yes. We're undoing ourselves, unlocking our inner potential through un unlock, uh, undoing ourselves. But that work is very difficult but that it, because that implies that we have to get rid of these artificial associations that we have religion, race, gender, um, nationalistic. It, they, they, they become subtle, they become, they're gross, but these are all superficial associations and superficial beliefs and conditioning that you've believed, that you've been taught to identify with, which actually holds you back on the path because you're none of that. Reality, remember, is whole. Reality, remember, is one. You only don't think that it's whole or one because you're still operating through the dualistic mind, which has been inculcated within you. When you were a kid, you didn't have that. You're out rubbing mud on your face and, you know, rolling around in the grass with your friends and just having a great time. You were just like a completely dry sponge. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and you have no pre-knowledge on things so that you just absorb anything is there, whether that's clean water or not clean water. Exactly. You just absorb everything, right? Yeah. And we act accordingly of what we learned you of know, course, yeah. when we were young age so yeah again like it's almost like we gotta start questioning everything yeah like 
yeah, why do I react a certain way? Why am I emotional in certain situations? Yeah. Why am I happy? Why am I unhappy? You just mm. you need to kind of undo everything, peel everything, all the layers all that the you layers. have. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you really want to see the world as it truly is, you can't see it through the layers of identity you have. It can't happen. And this is why Eastern spirituality is, is obviously not for everyone because a lot of people are holding on to their ego and they don't want to admit it. You know, they'll make up all sorts of excuses not to follow Eastern spirituality because it frightens them, you know, not to associate or identify with certain gross associations. They don't want to do that. It's frightening. But the only way that you can do it is by peeling those layers back, by seeing the world as it truly is. And that means you've got to go through a very intense internal process and you've got to stop identifying with this and that within your mind. You've got to empty that mind cup and only then you can see what Zhuangzi saw. Yeah, a lot of people experience at the beginning this extreme uncomfortability, isn't it? Like when they come to a place or somewhere to um, start practicing on themselves, right? Because we all are kind of very set in our own way right, for a very long time. So uh, we always have been thinking a certain way and doing things a certain way, but now it's almost like undoing everything and stripping everything off, basically. Mm. So mm. we're trying to start everything all over again, basically. Yeah. And I think that's why it it is there for everyone, yeah. but it is not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's true. Um, and you don't know why that is, you know what I mean? Like, it, because I think that there is obviously an aptitude for Eastern spirituality specifically, you know, like, and Taoism as well. Uh, like a lot of people take a very superficial interpretations of Taoism in, out, of, out of the Tao Te Ching, you know, where they don't really take everything on board, what Lao Tzu is suggesting, right? Like, because in the end, Taoism is a technology to dissolve the identity mm. is what it is. It's, it's that sort of, that type of technology and in dissolving the identity that grants you then how to live that's where the art of living comes from yeah because you're not then operating from an identity that believes in this and that you are gracefully moving through life and you kind of you've you've mastered this the skill of living you know so all of our identification identifications handicap us from the skill of living you know so then we get into arguments about frivolous things mm. we begin to project certain ideas we have onto the world or how we think it is we play the victim we do all of these things right when from the perspective of Lao Tzu and Zhuangzi that's all weakness because you're still all operating from yeah you know the, the functionality mm. of a person yeah with all of these problems in air quotes, right? Like, yeah, that is a weakness, and also at the same time, the, that uh, individual haven't worked on themselves enough. That's yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, like oh, uh, again, uh, I'm not saying it in the sense of that it's a weakness that the person is weak. It's just that the functionality of that mm. and holding on to that and ignoring yeah. this knowledge yeah. is where the weakness comes from, right? Like, because you're kind of like you. You've been given the map, 
but you're you're still blind. You're driving blind. Yes. You know, even though your map is right there, you're. Yeah, because ignoring it is an easier option. Lazy option. Lazy option. Yeah. And convenient. Convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Convenient to ego. Yeah. Right. That's why. Mm. That's why, in that sense, it's a weakness. Yeah, of course, hundred yes. percent. Mm. And we see a lot of that in this day and age, right? A lot of people want to get things for free because of certain situations. They feel like they deserve it, you know, and that's, I mean, you wouldn't want to say that to Lao Tzu or Zhuangzi because they'd just be scolding you because nothing's for free in this life. And we're all being dealt different cards in this life. We all have different upbringings and this and that. But what's true for all of us is that we're all part of the same reality. And we all have the opportunity to understand this knowledge and to free ourselves from the hypnosis of being an identity. Mm. We all have that opportunity. But like you said, some of us willfully ignore it and avoid that kind of spiritual work and spiritual journey because it's uncomfortable. What will my parents say? What will, you know, my husband or wife say, you know? And it's like, don't care, don't worry about what they say. If they don't accept you as you are at all times, then that's their problem, not your problem. So Yeah, again, the journey to journey on finding our true self, there is a great beauty in it mm. as well, I think. That yeah. um, again, once we can empty out whatever is filled with inside mm then there's a great space that we can all feel and finally we can live our life fully, right? Yeah. Only in that sense. Yeah. And in that way, uh, I think there is that just beauty about it. Mm. I, again, that is the beauty of nature that we appreciate unknowingly too, isn't mm. it? Yeah, like. Exactly. A space in the sky. If it's a, if sky is full of cloud, it's not as beautiful as blue sky, right? So when the sky is clear, we appreciate that uh, beautiful color of the sky and, and so forth and so on. And uh, as you mentioned earlier about the chanting Om, yeah. we often say that uh, chanting Om is a sign of silence. Yep. The reason why is because through chanting Om we then get to appreciate the sound, that silence that it produces, right? Yep. That's the beauty of it. And again, the same as I think this oriental painting mm. as well that we see in ancient Asian paintings. Yep. So there is that like lots of space in the canvas, yep. but then a few people that's been painted is like this big <laughs> right yeah yeah and again that is to show that how beautiful a painting can be with the objects and the space together and it creates that artistic value on the canvas right yes, yes. so that that empty space on the painting creates value of the art yes without that emptiness then i don't know how that painting is going to look like right there yeah. is no beauty there is no uh, yeah, art in yeah. the painting exactly well, a lot of chinese art specifically is like that right there's a lot of nature art where there's lots of space tiny people couple of trees and a lot of people 
who don't have what you're talking about don't have that attuned eye to notice those sorts of things don't understand like why do they paint the the bird and the tree that big but there's all of this space and it's like well that's where the beauty comes from like it's it's in the space Mm -hmm. like it's not in the well it is in the form but it's a the relationship between the form and the space is what you're not seeing that's right you know yeah that's how how, uh, that empty space plays out that to express that artistic value exactly Mm. and it's kind of like a a understanding for us intrinsically right like as humans like you know you know we have this form but there's a lot of we we have this innate space within us this vastness within us and if we access that then you know the potential is there but it's not like it's kind of representative of that art piece, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to be like Jeff Bezos or someone like this and busy 24 hours a day. That would be a representative of someone whose cup is full. Yes. You know, you'll live a very simple and humble life and content. Mm-hmm. Yes. And not need to fill the cup up to its brim or, or fill the painting yes. to its, you know, to its edges. Yeah. Again, the Zhuangzi's phrase saying that, do you know the contentment of contentment? Yes. Right. Uh, being content with your own situation and yourself and the life mm. means that you have everything. You you have everything that's enough to make you happy and content. Yep. Right. That contentment, having that contentment, is acknowledging that somewhat that um, not having too much mm. gives you a lot of peace actually Mm, in a sense and when you no longer need anything else then I think you can share what you have with people that can only actualize when you realize you don't need anything anymore you have everything already when we consciously realize it then we can share the value that you carry mm. with others yeah right yeah that's almost like when yeah Lao Tzu says that then finally Tao takes gets use of you yeah, it makes use of you yeah yeah, yeah. Right. when you allow that space to come into your heart into your life then finally you can share the love and mm. the great things that you can share with others yeah then you'll innate nature finally take place yeah right you're an open vessel for the world then Mm. you see because you understand the value is an emptiness it's not in filling your life up full of unnecessary things so you've emptied the cup out you're an open vessel for the world like you said you can love and appreciate all you know like they say in the Tao Te Ching the Tao loves and nourishes all but does not lord it over them that's how you 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 emulate the Tao in that way that's what a Tao of Sage does. They emulate the Tao in that way, where they're an o- they're kind of this open nerve for the Tao, which you know people can come into their field of consciousness and they all get treated equally, you know, love with love and a compassion and forgiveness, without superficial projections and, and identity uh, plaguing their perception. Yes, and so that's one of the, the great points of, of of this chapter, and so. Towards the end of the chapter, as we as we as we come to the end of this chapter, 
it says, uh, well, Derek says, therefore, that which exists is used to create benefit. That which is empty is used to create functionality. And Jaffa Feng says? Uh, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. It says, yeah, therefore, profit comes from what is there. Mm. Usefulness from u- usefulness from what is not there. Exactly. Mm. So the point here in the last few lines um, from what we've been talking about is kind of that Taoism is not a nihilistic tradition. Nor, neither is Buddhism. Like, you know, these are a lot of the Western interpretations that are trying to, again, uh, trying to give validity to their own philosophies. Again, also, the idea of nihilistic being that Buddhism or Taoism being nihilistic mm. is because of, we're talking about that, a lot talking about that nothingness. Nothingness, yeah. That, and so that frightens people. Yes. And so what they're talking about in the last few lines here is that lots are saying that it's actually it's good to have existence itself. Existence is great. There's nothing wrong with existence. It's great that we are people and we are sharing this podcast with everyone and people are watching and listening. This is amazing. But how will you use your existence? Yes. Is the point. Exactly. How will you use it? You know? And and the fact of the matter is what Lao Tzu is saying is that you can only know how you'll use it through emptiness. Mm. this is the point it's only through emptiness that you'll know how to use your existence or in some sense like you said the Tao will make use of you mm. You, the I is gone the Tao is making use of you then yeah that's it like Taoism or Buddhism is not about neglecting um, this beingness this no. physical world no. but to remind ourselves to be grateful about this metaphysics. Yes. Because that's where the physics come from. Mm, 100%. Yeah. Where there is being, there is non-being. Mm. Right? What's mm. the phrase? that? Yeah, it's from Zhuangzi. Yeah, yeah Zhuangzi. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the metaphysics, you can see metaphysics only through physics and you can feel the atemporal through only temporal. Yep. Right? Yep. You can... Only imagine timelessness from time. Time, yeah. Right? The founder of samsara. Exactly. There is uh, this lack of understanding and appreciation of this non-being. Mm. This is the problem. I think um, that's why that misunderstanding coming from that, that a lot of Westerners think that it's a nihilistic um, uh, philosophy, but quite the opposite. Quite the opposite, yeah. yeah. Life begins when you understand the emptiness. 100%. That's when life begins. And and again, Taoism flips everything on its head where, you know, we live in a yang oriented a young oriented world, right? So when Taoism comes along and it says that it's it's a yin dominated world, actual in actuality. So it's a um, it's it's more of an empty universe as opposed to form. And we only have to look out into this into the sky the night sky, right, to notice that. Yeah. Most of the universe is empty space, but that's where the power resides, in the emptiness. And so that's why in the Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu advises us to know the yang, but but embrace the yin or stick yes. to the yin. And that's what this whole chapter is about. It's about understanding that it's through emptiness where great power is derived from and great understanding mm-hmm. of the universe is derived from. But we still are a form and we have substance but you employ that conservatively. Mm. You don't become Jeff Bezos. Mm. 
you become a hermit. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to become a hermit, but you live your life in a very content way. I think we need to remind ourselves as often as possible to keep that your cup empty. Mm. I think 100%. there is a cup there, but make sure you leave it empty. Mm. So you always have space to pour with something. You Once you pour, you empty it out again. Yep. Keep it empty. Keep right? it empty, always. Yeah. Empty, empty, empty. <laughs> and again, that's a part of the most of the traditions, right? If we look at Buddhism, Taoism, Advaita Vedanta specifically, teachers are constantly saying empty out, empty, 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 empty. And a lot of people, that makes a lot of people nervous because they think, what happens when there's nothing left? That's when you'll know who you truly are or what you truly are, more specifically. Yeah, from that place is a great insight will arise ananda yeah. joy bliss the real the self wisdom will arise only from that place yes then yeah again like you said ananda the the complete joy the ultimate joyfulness will arise and it'll stay with you as long as you you keep your cup empty yes <laughs> suffering is comes from your full mm. your cup is full Suffering comes from identification, from identity. Yep. Joy comes from emptiness. It's that intrinsic power within the nature of the universe. Mm. And as I mentioned at the beginning, the nature of the universe in its original form is uchi, is Tao and stillness. That doesn't mean that, that Tai Chi doesn't exist, Tao and motion, it does exist. But, you know, it's a, it's, there's two sides of the coin here, not one side of the coin. Yes. So... And the other side of the coin is where we need to reside. And then we know how to live our life, as we've been talking about. So, yeah. so that's about it, guys. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next time.